0: please listen carefully
1: welcome back to the focus target podcast i'm your host smiley with me today are van and shy
2: gentlemen just today or as always
1: as always i mean not yesterday yesterday uh It was just Shy and I for an Out of Focus pod. So if you guys are interested in some Stormlight Archive talk, uh, you should check out the Out of Focus Episode 3 that Shy and I (laughs) did. But now we got the gang all here. Uh, We are here for Episode 89 of Season 3, The Disc in the Drive. Again, we just did that a couple weeks ago. But, you know, we had a couple games that we didn't get to talk about. We had a couple games that now we stopped playing and have moved on to other things. So there's actually quite a bit going on. Uh, So we thought we'd come back and kind of circle around and give give some of the games that we're playing the time uh, to talk about them, and also because we didn't have a better topic to go with. So, you know, if oh, you that's... have something you'd oh, yeah. like to hear us talk about, you know, we have ways to be contacted that we'll provide you at the end of the show. That that uh, we'd love to hear from you. What were you gonna say, Shy? Don't sell a short smile. We got some
0: good stuff in the
1: we got good, we got some good stuff in the the back the pocket pipe? here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, why do we got to bring it out that's why i feel like we need to stop delaying all hey, how do we stuff. go from Look, we, we have, don't have any next episode
0: the next yeah co- come back <laughs> the next episode it's gonna be awesome all um, right well you, do you want to tell building them, about? Expectations. Give them a little teaser oh no that's unprecedented unprecedented
1: uh, well i mean <laughs> go yeah. ahead man okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now I feel like it's
2: built up. It needs to be something Ray awesome. Radio. It's not going to be.
0: It is gonna be awesome. I don't know. It we're is, getting we're getting back I into guess. philosophy. Let's just say that. Like the yeah, viewer we're can, back into philosophy. the viewer can The uh, can can decide.
2: Good point.
1: All right. Well before we get to that, well before we get to that, we do have a question of the day. So today's question of the day um is mm-hmm really has nothing to do with anything i don't know i don't know where this came from i think it was because we we talked about last episode that shy had gotten netflix again and so we thought it might be fun both for him you know since he's got netflix and for everybody else um you know we haven't talked a lot about shows we talked a little bit about the mandalorian uh you know that's something maybe we will try to work into our into our future pods as well you know there's a lot of good good tv shows out there we spend a lot of time on movies um but not as much on shows so how what what's a what's a netflix what's a show on netflix that you would recommend to people out there who have netflix uh it doesn't have to be an original just something that you found on netflix that you liked let's start with van
2: does it have to be netflix or can it be um, like prime video um you know disney not, Plus.
1: not maybe, gonna help shy a lot but maybe we tell me okay you're right maybe no, we could do right, other right. platforms just in the, the future like a disney
0: plus uh, a prime uh, <laughs> okay. a Pirate, all right
2: so we go netflix um i i don't watch many series have you seen breaking bad it's a new series oh, about man. a guy <laughs> what's it no, about i got one for you shy i got one for you shy if you're and and our, our fair listener if you if you're so inclined um i don't know if you guys ever saw the original cosmos by carl sagan it's absolutely phenomenal um about the galaxy and all things in between space time uh, scientists, origin of astronomy, astrology, just everything you could possibly think of. Um, and so they redid Cosmos on Netflix with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nice. And, uh, I just recently watched that whole series and he certainly does it justice. The Carl Sagan one was, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, you, you can't duplicate it. The guy's just amazing and fantastic. And I'll tell you what, you know, Neil, uh, Neil did a great job of replicating his version of it and certainly worthy of the cosmos name. So I highly recommend watching it.
1: I've actually seen the first couple episodes. I think made the first 10 or 11 episodes of it when it first came on, I was watching it live when it was coming out. And then I kind of don't remember what happened. I lost track of it somehow. Um, so yeah, it, but the, the the episodes I saw were really good. they were super interesting. Uh, you know, just cool stuff. So um, yeah, the way he cuts I,
2: it down, I, like, I, and just carves up, something that is <clears throat> mostly unfathomable into digestible examples is fascinating like the talking about the origins of the universe um, basically saying that you know imagine a calendar right with all 365 days and oh, yeah. he goes the, through the like violent, each think, month right? is approximately 40 million years or something like that and yeah. and he when he gets to the end, um, he's like all of human history, all of written human history, all of everything happens in the last ten seconds on December thirty first of our cosmic calendar, and it's like what? So everything like just it's mind blowing how how you, he puts everything into perspective. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's a good show. That's good, great recommendation, ben. Uh What about you, Shy? What uh, have you seen it, Shy? Though no, this is I've for heard,
0: sure? no, I've heard of uh, I mean, I know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is. I feel like he's. Uh, I feel like he's like the pop astronomer or like scientist of yeah. like our era like, yeah, like he is he's, he's like the fanboy. boy he's the yeah. guy out there like he's the apo- you know pop you know um the scientific evangelist who's out there like you know get excited about science so like that sound, yeah. sounds it yeah. sounds cool and i've heard of the original cosmos i never saw it but like his the intro i feel like i'd heard like people talk about how like iconic like i think he, he had have the same catchphrase i think at the beginning of every episode or something um but i i heard it was based like he wrote a book also what, who was the who uh, was the um narr- the host carl, of the sagan? carl sagan i heard carl that he sagan. wrote a book yeah. called cosmos yeah right? i think it was
2: called yeah exactly i thought you meant neil sorry no yeah, no no he did Carl write sagan
0: one. and that that was actually yes. maybe even better than the show but
2: <clears throat> man i could just imagine i
0: don't know um yeah so my recommendation because i've had netflix before and uh <clears throat> I, I remember really quickly an aside smile you, you mentioned you don't know how you don't remember how we got onto netflix but it was because we were talking about games as our question of the day last week and someone mentioned chess and then we you guys are talking about Queen's oh Gambit, that's and I right, mentioned I just right. got Netflix yes. and I hadn't and I and I was it looked interesting and that was Gambit, yeah, yeah yeah um so I'm gonna make a really niche recommendation about an anime that's available on Netflix um anime is not for everybody but I would highly recommend this one it's an anime called Demon Slayer um it is about a uh, uh, kid an who – an or Slayer yeah there you go. <laughs> no, it's about a kid who uh, becomes a Demon Slayer. I don't want to spoil anything if anyone watches it, because a lot happens in the first episode. But uh, it I don't know. So <clears throat> I, I, one thing I like about anime, there's two things I think specifically I like about, the, about anime. There's a lot of anime out there um, that's really kind of boisterous and silly and like over the top. And I'm not going to say Demon Slayer doesn't have elements of that. But like a lot of anime are profoundly deep and uh, and emotional. I don't know what your guys' experiences with animes are, but uh, they can, for like what we would consider like a cartoon here in America, they can uh, have very like kind of adult storylines and just like yeah. deal with complex emotions. And I think this is a show that has that. It has humor. It has some silliness, but also the animation in this show is just outstanding. It's the same company. You guys may not recognize this, but the the animation company behind it is called it's UFO Table, and they're the ones who did. I don't know if you guys remember. A couple of our friends of the podcast were really excited about a series like a while ago called Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night. Um, and they were like, at the time, some of the most beautiful animes that had come out. And this is the same company who did those, um, did this. And um, just as a quick aside, I was watching this with a friend, friend of the podcast, Reichi, uh, like a year or two ago. And it ended, this is a 26 episode series, seasons, and a lot of animes have, you know, multiple seasons. So the, the season ends and uh and like with a major cl- tons of cliffhangers it's like they've built this world and it's like they're just ready to launch into this world and we went online and, and read that that they were going to do a movie and then it was going to be over they're gonna make a movie like to follow up the whole so it'll series wrap up and, the it was, rest? and it was and we're like no way is a movie gonna wrap up like what oh they just gosh. started and so the movie just came out in America it's actually in theaters still right now it's supposed to go digital distribution in a few weeks um, I think Ray and I are gonna check that out but they've apparently announced a second season now and so I'm looking for I'm, I'm excited that they're gonna continue the story and like build on these characters they started but yeah Demon Slayer I would it's it's fairly violent though for I mean even, I mean it's quite. Like if you if you if you can watch like The Walking Dead, um, you know Game of Thrones stuff like that, I think you could handle. It. I mean, it's it's a cartoon, but also I mean it's it's kind of, yeah, it's it's not for everybody.
1: All right, well that's funny that you picked that. I I'm not familiar with that particular anime, but um, the choice that I was going to make was Castlevania. The Netflix series, um, which is sounds, sounds remarkably similar uh, to what you just described. Um, it actually is. It, so it's also animated. Um, it loosely follows the story, at least in the first season of Castlevania three for the Nintendo, which I think is really cool. Um, but it, it's pretty well done. Um, I I found it, you know, it's, it's definitely very violent. It's very gory. Um, it's fairly serious. There's a little bit of comedy, but not, um, you know, it, you know, there's a little levity, but it's, it's more of a, it's kind of a darker, uh, a darker show, but, uh, I think they did a pretty good job with it. And then, you know, they really kind of went off, you know, like I said, they, it follows Castlevania three pretty, pretty faithfully, I would say. Um, through the first season but now they're they had a second season which kind of deals with the aftermath of what happened and kind of introduces a lot of uh kind of new characters that that were just kind of that i don't think are from any of the games or, or from the previous lore and i'm not super up on castlevania lore so i may be wrong about that there may be some some niche stuff or or uh you know entries into the series that i haven't played that um i'm not familiar with but uh it's definitely interesting and they've said that there's a season three coming out um pretty soon so um that's probably what i would recommend um i don't know what you know i got all the way through that and i realized at the very end that isn't witcher on netflix yeah yeah
0: yes. like was, how, how did good. i not recommend the witcher
1: yeah. Maybe because everyone's already seen it. If you haven't bonus seen it, bonus let, let me put that at the top of your list because yeah. that is pretty awesome. Also very um, gory. <laughs> also like, <laughs> yeah, not as not as bad maybe as maybe not it's as gory. Yeah. yeah, other
0: mature elements potentially. Um,
1: but, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, that's cool about Castlevania because it keeps popping up on my recommendations on Netflix, and I'm like, ah, that looks interesting. I've never played Castlevania though. It Would be worth like checking
1: it out? So it's good to hear from you. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think you need to cool. like the fact that it follows Castlevania 3 is more of a, like, nod to the people who have played it, not, like, that you wouldn't enjoy it if you haven't. Cool. Um, uh, in fact, you might enjoy it more because you <clears> would <throat> perhaps have some things that you, you know... There's That's some the things Witcher? that were... Uh, Witcher, Witcher... No, Witcher actually, so most people are most familiar with <clears throat> Witcher 3, which was the big, you know, the big game recently, but um, I guess the Witcher the actual series more follows what happened in Witcher 1 and 2, specifically Witcher 1, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, which was only for, like, PC and is, like, kind of super old at this point. Um, But what's awesome about The Witcher 3 is if you're playing Witcher 3, you get a lot of, like, you find, like, books and, like, people will make references to the, the, the pasts of many of the characters, including Geralt, and, like, they really jive with what, like... It's it's very clear that it's like, you know, sometimes when you've got a book and a video game and a show, like, they're all kind of their own version of events. But it didn't feel that way with The Witcher. With The Witcher, it really felt like, all right, this is the same story. Like, everything's very consistent. Um, but if you've played Witcher 3, you do not need to, like, the show The Witcher is actually like a prequel to that so you don't it doesn't spoil anything in Witcher 3 um, but Witcher 3 kind of spoils some of what happens in in the show just because they talk about like things that happened Um, which I thought was really cool like when I was watching Witcher I was like oh my god like I remember reading a lore book in Witcher 3 that was totally (laughs) about this entire episode like I don't know I thought it was cool but all right well um, you know To our audience, if you have a Netflix Netflix recommendation, either for us or for uh, anybody else, you know, uh, shoot us an email or a a tweet or leave a comment or something after the show. We'll give you all the contact information then. We'd love to hear from you. So, disc in the drive. Um, Let's start. If Van, am I? I'm not sure because we have our our outlines blacked out. Were you thinking you were going to start with Satisfactory?
2: Yeah, I and see. I was going to ask you: Are we double tackling this? I think so. Why don't Why connect?
1: don't we do that first, and then that way we'll go. Then it'll go to shy, and then we can loop back through. So okay, let's cool. let's start with you, Van.
2: Yeah. So uh, as uh, Smiley mentioned, Satisfactory is the game, and um, it's game. a aptly name game about building a factory or at least components of said factories so you can play the whole game without building a technical brick and mortar factory if you'd like um but the gist of the game is you start out with you know raw materials and by and and by turning those raw materials into components into bigger equipment into bigger machinery by using Bigger equipment, bigger machinery, it's kind of like uh, a chicken and the egg thing. um, That you start to become more efficient at crafting whatever you want instead of doing it by hand by automating equipment to do so. And then um, that will, you'll unlock an assembler, for example, and that'll allow you to make a specific component that maybe you weren't able to make by hand that is part of an unlock for like a future item of discovery that you can then unlock to build more things and then you can see how the carrot just keeps moving and moving and moving um but it it, it, so the whole idea i guess there's a couple different things one is you can play the game just like a full on open sandbox right no direction you don't need to do anything it's it's up to you how you want to produce you can build cool factories there's a whole bunch of different means of logistics whether it's pipe transportation or by train or freight car or conveyor belts or whatnot um so one way to play it is just to play it by sandbox but you're going to be limited by how many resources you've unlocked so really the way you want to tackle it initially is to kind of go by all your stages create specific items to unlock the next stage in production and then kind of revisit what you already have and say hey did anything unlock that could be more efficient or effective or whatnot that i could replace with something else so it's it i don't know how to explain it it's it's just really well done Um, and the way I think about it is and I mentioned this to Smiley and for for some reason it makes perfect sense to me it feels like you have a goal of creating this item right and there's a ton of steps in between that but how do you get to the goal of creating this with the most efficient most effective way with the least amount of waste with the highest amount of productivity possible and streamlined while looking pretty because it's your game and like that goal can be changed a hundred times depending on what your actual goal is that you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to unlock something? Are you trying to craft an item that will help you craft something else or whatnot? And the way getting there is just like a formula on an Excel spreadsheet to me. is like, what components in what arrangements will make my end product the best possible and work the best way and most efficiently? And I'm sure coders out there probably, same thing with them, you know, writing the line of code that makes the most sense without being redundant or superfluous and efficient, so. It's a really fun game and it is very satisfying as well.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll say this for it too. I think it probably would get shy's stamp of visual approval because it's definitely a beautiful game. You know, it's a full 3d world. Like the, the environments are very vibrant. Um, like I haven't experienced any slowdown or anything with like even though I have a giant factory where there's like conveyor belts moving parts all over and like everything's very very detailed like you can see everything that's on the conveyor belt like you, as things are rolling along like you can just take stuff off the conveyor belt if you want it's all like live time and 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 individual parts. Um, so like it actually looks really good. you know it's not like a, a minecrafty type of style it's a very realistic looking game. Um, but it definitely is it definitely has um, that kind of resource gathering and crafting aspect from Minecraft there's definitely some combat but the combat is very played down it reminds me more of Minecraft but less about building things and more about constructing parts to use to construct other parts to satisfy um, like requirements Um, you know one of the things that I compared it to in a little way. It reminded me of Stardew Valley, how you have those bundles where the bundle says, collect 10 apples and 10 watermelons and 10 cherries. And once you collect all those, you complete the bundle and get a reward for it. And that's basically the progression path for satisfactory. You start with the tier and the tier has a requirement that says build 17 steel plates and 20, Iron plates, and you're like, okay, and you build those, and once you complete that, it unlocks new things to build. So it is, um, as Van said, very satisfying to play, I think. If you like checking boxes, um, it, it can be very cool. I don't think it's for everybody, for sure. It's very much about resource management, inventory management, power management, you know, you have to power all of these machines, and so each power plant generates a certain amount of energy and you you know each uh thing that you build requires a certain amount of energy to function so you're constantly micromanaging that kind of stuff and for some people that can be really exciting as van kind of alluded to um really like oh man just getting every ounce of efficiency out of what you're doing making sure that the number of materials you're putting in really matches the speed that you can do it so that you're not waiting that you don't have items just clogging up on the conveyor belt that yep. your power is, is well distributed. You're not getting brownouts and stuff, but for some people that's just a huge headache and doesn't, does not check the box. So if, if you're the kind of person who likes that kind of, that kind of micromanaging to craft things and to build things and to lay things out, it, it does it very, very well. I would say yeah, if and you're it's not very,
2: satisfying too right yeah. like when you do complete those things and and the the key word that comes to my mind is optimization if you're into yeah. optimization like this is the game for you and smiley's right like in the beginning stages sure a lot of those things take a lot of attention like especially the the energy supplier right the what are they called the biomass uh burners yeah, so oh, yeah. The things that provide your original electricity you need to go out and collect biofuel so whether it's chopping a tree down whether it's gathering leaves whether it's harvesting anything like that but then at some point you unlock the ability to use coal well then once you get coal you know well you got to start running your conveyor belt from a coal mine into this machine and you no longer have to continue to feed it biomass because now you got a self-sustaining energy source but that's not as you know powerful as your next thing which could use fuel well you need a refinery in order to get fuel to run this and, and you can start seeing where it just you know you you start having all these different functions that need to happen in order to have optimization by the end so and then also smiley was talking about like your chain of events if your conveyor belt is backed up maybe a good idea would be to put a splitter on that and use those resources in another machine so that way you don't you're not sitting on stalled you know production and whatnot so i don't know like it excites me but i could certainly see how somebody would find this absolutely boring and tedious and annoying like the whole time
1: Like there's, because there is a combat mm. aspect to it. There are like wild alien beasts on the planet that will attack you and and stuff. But at least so far, and granted, I'm not super far into. I haven't played as much as these guys, but it's it does. It's not like a fighting game. Like there's not a huge. It's more like there's a danger to being out, and you want to prepare and have, you know, tools to take care of that. But that seems like a very small part of the game and it is still in early access. We should clarify that. So it may be something they're planning to increase like that side of the game later um, where, you know, they'll add more equipment and more enemies and more things like that. But right now it's like you go out and like you get attacked by a wild beast every now and then, and you put it down and you move on to your business. What's the,
0: what's the the narrative like in the game? Is that a there's odd, expansive story or there's no there's tale? really
1: no story whatsoever you have a little automated <laughs> computer voice who basically tells you here's the next thing you can do and when you finish a task it says here's all the stuff you've unlocked <laughs> yeah. that's that's the extent <laughs> but of i it.
0: think
2: i think the opening cutscene is you in a drop ship and they're like oh thank you for landing on this planet we appreciate everything you're doing now go be efficient yeah, you're Literally, like an like, you're an employee
1: it. of a company that your yeah. goal is to <laughs> harvest resources for them, and, yeah. and nice. that's why you're putting together these bundles, right? You're you're gathering these resources and sending them back to headquarters or whatever, so that they can
2: so, use them. You're essentially a hunter
1: gatherer for them.
2: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're you're sending the resources up to unlock stuff. Yeah, exactly as you mentioned now. Yeah. So um, the game is actually published by a very familiar company coffee stain that we've mentioned many times
1: well it's funny too because i know they're the publisher but like i did i totally got a very uh drg feel from it like we yeah, you know when you're thought, like when you're coming no. when you're coming down in the pod and it really reminded me of going Sounds down in and yeah. And, yeah very and very not i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say similar graphics but yeah because isn't DRG is a little more cartoony. I would say, right? combat would have been better. Yeah, yeah.
2: If it was the same company, combat would have been flushed out, like, perfectly. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah. There's also, like, I think the game certainly shines in multiplayer also. And I mentioned this to Smiley at one point, too. Because, like, building, you need to have spatial perception. And it's hard to get that by yourself. So when building a factory, like sometimes I'll put, I'll put something down, right? And it'll, it'll be the skeleton of the item that I'm putting down, but I can ask Z like, hey Z, is this forward enough? Is it backwards enough? Does it need to move it to the left or the right? And he can kind of run around and tell me where to position and whatnot. Plus also like, if you're in the middle of, of a build and you just need X amount of items, I could simply, you know, ask Z, hey Z, do you have these items on you or whatnot? He's like, no, but I can go run and get them real quick. And he'll head out and grab them and come back. And I don't have to lose my train of focus and all that stuff. Um, Plus just collaborating, you know, on on anything like Smiley and I built that giant castle in Minecraft, one of the, you know, eighth wonders of Minecraft and Z and I are are, are trying to do a a similar thing, probably not to that same scale of uh, effort and depth, but we're certainly doing a similar thing with a factory that we want to be able to produce every single item, have every item available. Ultimately, at this giant storage center that's going to have like hundreds of storage boxes, where you can go in and just grab whatever item you need on a whim, and and everything will be readily available that you need. So, um, we're we, we're not even interested in unlocking the next part of the game because we're happy with what we have so far. That we're just we're just flushing it out.
0: So, like Minecraft, does it like do you kind of like start a server and then you guys can like choose to play on a server, or is it like open world like? like there's hundreds of people playing on the same server or wait, no, it's my all those. All right. It's locally
1: hosted. So if you, you have to boot up a game locally and then people can join to you. But as soon as you log out, they get kicked off. So the host has to be persistent and the game is locally saved. So what you're saying is
0: like you and Z working on a major project, basically it's in one of your guys's instances and that, and it's basically yes. tied to that account. oh uh-huh yeah yeah the
2: Van
1: yeah. can't play that's on the
0: server that's is
2: online it is it is and we were talking about this too and you know smiley had mentioned that maybe one of the reasons they don't do that is because you don't want a universe running 24 7 when it's production based because then you know all your stuff is just being used and being spent and being produced and it kind of takes the you know excitement and weight out of out of the game or whatnot mm-hmm. but then the other you know conversely they can treat it like valheim where we all had a dedicated server that we could log into on a whim um, that Z was hosting, and if no one was on, like time would freeze, yeah. right? And then when when you hop on, time unfreezes or whatnot. So, uh, again, just being an early access, we've kind of come to the conclusion by assuming that it's just it's probably a work in progress. I can't imagine it not being, um, and it just hasn't been released yet. Gotcha.
0: Cool. So in your guys' mind, the game is satisfactory.
1: You know, I I could
2: I, I couldn't recommend it more.
1: I just got it. What was it? Sunday night. So I've only had it for a couple of days. I basically decided to get it once the Avs swept the Blues. But what? Oh, I forgot to do our update on the bet. We'll have to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, after the Avs swept the Blues, I was like, well, now I'll have a couple nights off. Because there won't be an AVS game at least for a few days, because they had to wait for the other teams to finish. So what am I going to do those nights? I mean, I might as well, I might as well pick up satisfactory and see what Van and, and Z are doing. And so having only had it like a day and a half, uh, I'd say. I mean, it was a thirty dollar game. I'd say it so far, it's certainly been worth it. Uh, I, yeah, and that's but, the
2: other thing. It's twenty nine ninety nine. You know, you're not paying fifty nine ninety nine for this early yeah. access game
1: to van's point like i think i do kind of enjoy that sort of thing like the logistics and thinking about that and just crafting things for the sake of crafting something else um i don't think i don't i don't think it's for everybody for sure but uh but i, I th- i'd say it's been worth it so far cool
2: i want to get smiling on our server because i've I'm, seen stuff that he can I'm do close, and i just um, wanted to be that i just him to be on the same server you don't even um, need to be working on the same factory you could be out a ways right and we can that's true i was thinking how cool would it be idea. like No, how cool would it be if, like, we're like, hey, you know, Smiley's working on, I don't know, like, some armory stuff, right? So rifles, cartridges, bombs, things (laughs) like that. And then we could just, we could ask for, you know, a shipment in, and he can either send it by freight, by train, send a drone or something like this. He has his own factory offsite. Like, I don't know, it just seems cool to have other people in there, not necessarily in your same project i think would be a cool aspect of the game
1: i i think that i think that i'm probably i think i'm about ready for that i'm i i'm one away from unlocking tier five now
0: so yeah i'm
1: almost caught up with you i've I've got coal i've learned about pipes and things and so i'm getting i'm getting a lot closer to 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 where you guys are at so
2: yep all
1: right um before we go to 30 minutes yeah (laughs) sorry shy um (laughs) that's cool to hear about before we go to before we go to shy i do want to do a quick update on where we were with the bet for those of you following along at home um the avs did sweep out the blues get them out of here uh so they are awaiting their next opponent uh if it is vegas vegas currently leads minnesota three to two uh they played last night uh so the i think the next game's tomorrow uh, if vegas can can take care of the the wild in one of the next two games uh then the avs and the wild, and the golden knights will face off head to head in the second round of the playoffs and we will have an easy an easy uh way to settle our bet it'll be whoever wins the series um if the wild embarrass the golden knights and beat them in 7 then the bet will go to me all but right. I think Vegas. I think Vegas is going to do it. I I think they've been the better team throughout the series, and I think Avs, Golden Knights. We're up three to two awful.
2: without our number one scorer. So yeah, and and supposedly he's day by day, but as soon as we get Pacioretty back, day we're just going to steamroll after that.
1: All right, Shy. Let's hear from you. What what have you been playing? All right. Or what disk in your drive? Yeah. So,
0: um. Yeah, I uh so I picked up uh the legendary edition of Mass Effect recently. Um Okay. The uh we've talked about Mass Effect before, I believe, on the show, and um it's game is near and dear to my heart. I was excited to hear that they were remastering it and releasing the trilogy as a remaster. Um and yeah. So I picked it up. I played a bit of it. Well, um, I, mean, I I put a, I think a chunk of time in it. I'd say probably like eight to ten hours, um, which is not a short game. So that's not like a significant portion, but it's cool. I I I like what they did. It's uh,
1: it's so like what, yeah. Yeah, like what kind of what's what specifically are the remastered elements? Yeah, so is I
0: think and I, just no, and I think one is the most remastered elements. From my understanding, two and three are more just graphical updates, but one, since it is the oldest, my understanding is they made the most changes to it. I haven't, mm-hmm. the graphics are significantly better. And the thing is, like, I've played Mass Effect on Steam. In the past four or five years, I'd say. And, like, you know, they have mods for all this stuff now. You can get, like, high-resolution texture packs, stuff like that. And so, like, I have played it at a higher resolution than it originally was. But I think the fact that the company built it from the ground up, like, it definitely does look significantly better. I'm not going to say it's, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or it's not, like, 4K, you know, next-gen game. But, like, it's it, it makes a difference. It, it definitely doesn't look as old. They did a good job of making it prettying it up. They you know, they said, I know one thing they did change and I, and I think it is cool. I was, it's weird. Cause they're talked. you know, I read that they were going to do a bunch of changes to, uh, combat and they were going to do a bunch of changes to, uh, like the gameplay. And I remember being pretty disappointed when I first heard that because, uh, because, um, I really like one. And I was like, why would you mess with, why would you mess with a masterpiece? Like, don't do it. But I think I, I also often look at one with, through like rose tinted glasses. <laughs> and so yeah. like, like The combat, which I always in my mind think of as like such an awesome combat system, is not maybe as good as I oh, remember it being brain. in my head. Um, <laughs> it, got, it was a little clunky. As much crap as I give two, two probably does have a better combat system than one. Um, but I think they did some cleaning up of that. One thing they did was the classes. I know they made it so that all classes can use all weapons. Maybe you can't build the proficiencies in the weapons, but you can at least equip all the weapons on all classes. And that was one thing about won apparently. I think I didn't quite remember, but like you were I think the soldier class was the only one that could use all weapons, and then the other class were really limited like it was like pistols and shotguns or shotguns and assault rifles stuff like that um but yeah so that's been cool um kind of jumping back into that and just uh you know met met garris Gar- Gar- uh, no yeah yeah, yeah. Garis. Gar- Gar- and then you know he's on my squad he and rex are my squad they're gonna you know it's gonna be the gonna be the squad going forward two best characters in the game. Um, and
1: uh isn't, isn't rex the one you had to choose whether to save him or ashley is no that right? that's
0: Kaiden kyden ashley rex is the uh, krogan oh, okay. rex is the krogan um no it's the two-starter oh, okay. the two-starter romanceable of character it's, uh, it's been a long time yeah.
1: since i since i played mass effect i yeah. did like Mass, effect, like the first one it was a good game but like the it's side quite a while
0: the side stories like once again it's just like i remember i was watching like a video someone had made about you know the legendary edition release and just like comparing it to even some of their more recent titles And just kind of, like, how epic some of their early games were, like, storytelling-wise. And how some of their more recent titles just feel more flat. And, like, you know, one of the side quests I just did, like, you're going, you know, because you can explore the star systems as you're traveling from planet to planet. And, like, I stumble across this asteroid, and it says I can land. And I'm like, okay. And you land, it turns out there's, like, these, like, space bandits have landed on this asteroid, mounted, like, giant jet engines on it, and are, like flying it into a nearby planet and like all of a sudden you now have like a three-hour quest on this planet to like turn these things off confront the leader of these bandits make these (laughs) moral decisions and it's like it's a freaking side quest and it's just like so deep i don't know it's been cool um and then i just i guess to follow up on that just just to tie that up is i was thinking and i realized like the games i'm most excited about like upcoming like this year and upcoming are all games i played in college so there was like mass effect (laughs) there was uh you know, Shin Megami Tensei Remaster just came out. uh The Ninja Gaiden Remaster is coming out. Like these games, like literally, these are all games I played in college, and it just made me think. Like, I don't know. I just, I wonder. Like, is that just nostalgia, or is it just, and, and probably a large portion is part of it is, or just like, were games made differently back then? So maybe, nah, maybe it means you're old, bro. All right, well there you go. That's what yeah. happens to am, old people. I am getting old. old people so, of uh...
1: our age. <clears throat> Get to a certain age where you realize the stuff that's coming out now sucks, and the stuff you had back when you were in like high school and college was where it was at, and that's why I've got a bunch of PlayStation and Super Nintendo games behind me because that's what's up. So, so <laughs> should yeah, do a podcast you on go. that. I think oh, like the, 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 that's
2: the my... member berries podcast,
0: the member berries added to the tank. Nice, yeah.
1: All right, so I'm going to basically take a double turn because I kind of stole Satisfactory with Van, and now I'm going to go again, which is very rude, but, you know, as the host, I can do these kinds well, of I'm things. Well, I'm
2: going to steal whatever you're talking about. I'll talk about it, too.
1: Okay, cool. I would love for you to talk about Legends of Eidolon with me. Um, okay. You know, Z, do Z you want to start or out. me? Go ahead. Give my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, You should know me better than that. Uh, You know, I'm going to try to put you in the most awkward situation I can. Um, Yeah, you
2: should play a D&D campaign with him as a GM.
1: DM. I'm not a game master. I'm a dungeon master. Can it be be both? I mean, isn't the mayor technically a GM? (laughs) Uh, a, a... Anyway, we're we're moving on. Uh Legends of Eidelon. So I've talked about it a little bit. I'm not gonna go too deep here, um, but I, I wanna give it another shout out. Um the the Third World is expected to come out this weekend, so it's an exciting time if if it's a game you wanna try. Like there's gonna be a lot of new stuff and they kinda he the developer kinda um uh, streams line, some of the earlier stuff so that people can get caught up. Um, so it's a good time to come in and not be a, a million years behind everybody. Um, I, I feel like I haven't talked a lot about what kind of game it is. It's, um, it's called legends of Idol on the, the idle MMO. And it's not super like the MMO features have not been super fleshed out. And he has been, um, clear about that i feel like that uh you know you are playing there's other people in you're all on servers and like there's other people around but right now you don't really do anything with anybody else other than like work together as a guild if you join a guild like you're kind of working towards common goals but there's no like multiplayer um teaming up yet uh i think that's still in the pipeline for the future but i mean it's really a game uh, uh, it's 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 a game about skilling up and leveling up. So if you like gaining skills and gaining levels and gaining levels in skills, um, and you know, kind of collecting collecting resources and and whatnot, um, that's that's kind of the type of game it is. You it's a side it's like a side view, um, not really beat 'em up game because you don't really like. It's not like DFO where you have like skit like like combos and like a really complex fighting system it's more of a you know you, you kind of Diablo style where you click on an enemy and it and your guy goes over there and attacks them and then you have skills that you can learn and invest in that let you do additional damage or have additional effects things like that um, you know there's there's a number of different classes each class has a number of like upgrades so it's kind of like a skill tree type of class system where you start as the, the beginner class and then you can pick um you know, um, figure what is like fighter archer or wizard. And then once you get to a certain level, your fighter can go either to a squire or a barbarian. Your wizard can be either, a like a alchemist or a, a sorcerer or what you know, so it kind of branches off where each, each class kind of like lets you specialize further into different skills and things. Um, but it, it's fun. It's on Steam and Android, which is cool. So if you, uh, it's a game that you can play on your phone and has pretty synchronous uh, Steam connectivity, which is nice. Um, there's definitely been a number of times where I'll have it running on Steam and then I'll close out and pick up my phone, and it's immediately updated um, without any lag or anything. So so that's been pretty cool.
0: Um, is it free to play? I forget. Did you mention? It that? is. Yep. It's oh. free
1: to play. Uh, it does. The, uh, I think his monetization policy is really uh, is really fair. Um, there's no, there's not really much of a pay-to-win element to it. Um, the the pay-to-win the the cash shop stuff is mostly cosmetic. There are some like you know you can add additional inventory slots or storage slots. You know if you want to pay extra for that. Um, so there's some there's some tangible benefits, but it's not. It's not like things aren't really gated. There's no gotcha mechanic, and I feel like he's he's very um, uh, generous with with the currency. Like you can earn the gems in game through doing various things, and um, I think I bought when I started. I bought uh, a like a ten dollar pack to support him um, because I'd gotten a lot of value out of a previous game by this developer that uh, that I really liked, and so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll get the you know the the founder's pack just for like 10 bucks to give myself a leg up but it's certainly not something i feel like i've needed and i've gained more gems through playing than i have um the, from from purchases for sure so um so yeah do you guys have any, any questions comments or you want to tell us no uh the, there's guilds so you can join a guild and then you can work together to gain guild points which then your leader can use to give buffs to everybody in the guild um there i think there is multiplayer planned in the future but currently there's not any like working together on fights or bosses or quests or things Van, you haven't really glomped on onto this one what's
2: no it's what's just your you're doing thing? such a good job i, I just bet, figured I i'd that let you
0: i can't which wait to hear what class van's playing
2: Yeah, uh, Dragonair. Dragonair. Yeah.
1: That's a Pokemon. (laughs) Oh, sorry.
2: (laughs) I'm playing the Charizard (laughs)
1: class. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, it is free to play. If it's, I, I definitely recommend, uh, to, to both of you guys and people out there, you know, check it out, like give it a download if, if, if you're if you're at all interested and see, see what you think of it and uh, you know, it doesn't really cost you anything but a little time to, to see and you, you know, you might like it. It's it's what, one of the feature I think I like the best about it, um, which I think I've mentioned before, is that it is, it's meant to be an idle game and not the kind of idle game that you like keep running on your phone all day long to get the most out of, but like that you gain progress while you're away and so like you kind of set each of your characters to different tasks while you're gone. And then, you know, you log in six hours later and you get to collect a lot of resources. So it, it has a lot of active features and there's a lot you can do actively to, and there's a lot you have to do actively. Um, but it's one of the, like, it's, it's a very, to me, it's been a very low pressure game. It's like, it's a game that I can um, play for, if I if I'm in the mood to play something actively, there's a lot I can do. But I don't feel that guilty if I just you know if it's like oh I just checked on this once today, to collect my stuff, and and then like whatever like uh, it, it's it's very well balanced that way I think. So um, it's been it it it's been fun to have a game that is there and that I'm making progress on, but doesn't kind of hang over my head like the way Shop Titans did sometimes, where I was like oh god I got log I got to do this I got to do that and you know like. It doesn't really have that feeling to it. So, and it's kind of a move at your own pace thing, too, because there's not, you know, there isn't a lot of multiplayer. It's just like you're kind of progressing for your own sake. And so, if you take a break, you're, you know, maybe not being as efficient as possible. We've talked a lot about efficiency, but, um, you know, there's not really that big of a rush either. So,
0: what? uh All right, that's enough for me. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, please. No, it was a, it, it going to be a joke. Never mind. Move on. A joke question.
1: Always a joke question, Shy. <laughs>
0: Alright, that's fine. Wait, I want to know what it was now. It was well, it was, it was aimed towards Van in, in his playtime. I was going to ask, like, how many times have you started the game over with your love of starting new characters? Like, <laughs> I was going to say, is this a game we should introduce Sheenie to?
2: And then all <laughs> will quit five <laughs> minutes
0: later. We're never going <laughs> to live that down. Uh,
2: Man. Nope. <clears throat> Alright, I'll take it. Um, so, Smiley said something about Pokemon, and that is a perfect segue into my next game that I am playing called... Pokemon Snap. Snap. So I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a Pokemon Snap game on the the N64, I think it was? Yeah. I think it was the N64, not the GameCube. Let's see. Pokemon Snap N64. That was N64. Yeah, so it was N64. Um, And it is... It takes place, not surprisingly, in the Pokemon universe, and the object of the game is to capture... Uh, all the Pokemon in your Frame of your photographer of your camera, so you get points based on you know what the Pokemon uh, direction that it's facing is it facing, you? is it facing away from you, or whatnot? How centered into the frame is it? How large is it into your field of view? As well as is it performing any crazy actions or whatnot? So you're on this track, right? So, and there's a bunch of different um, biomes, and you're on this track and you're traveling through, and it's always the same track and it's always going to be the same path. But what changes are the Pokemon's actions so they're similar to kind of what location you might be able to find them in but their actions will change based on how much experience you have on that track and in that level so it's an evolving stage it's not like all the pokemon act exactly the same every single time you go there so there's some predictability if there's a specific pokemon that you want to upgrade like your image of or whatnot um but it there is variance in that as you gain experience they start to do different things right so maybe um, Charizard will you know use one of his flamethrower moves or something like that in front of you or whatnot as they get comfortable they're more willing to come closer to you so you can get larger in the frame and all that stuff and it sounds all silly because it really is Um, it doesn't sound like it's a lot of fun and I I was like you know what I'll get it because I I own the Pokemon Snap I'm a huge Pokemon fan and I own the Pokemon Snap for N64 and let me revisit this game kind of like what Shy was talking about
1: and so is sorry nostalgia? I, I think I think I missed this is is this a remake or a no, this like is a sequel? brand
2: new title for it's a full sequel yeah it's original original not not a not a remaster. Okay. No, it's gotcha. not a remaster. Sorry. So there's sorry. new characters, there's new new tracks, they introduced the new pokemon right cuz I think the original snap only had the original 151 or whatnot. not
0: should be. So
2: they they have the the a lot of the new pokemon, I don't know how many are in there. I know there's, like, over 650 Pokemon now, which is ridiculous. Over 9, 000, no. franchise. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I got it because my daughter, my eldest, really liked playing Pokemon Pikachu with me. So then I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll like to play this game, too. So sure enough, she's entertained while I sit there and play. because She gets to look at all these shiny Pokemon on the screen, and we get to interact and all that fun stuff. So There's other elements, too. <clears throat> you could throw fruit now. Which can attract some Pokemon to come out of hiding or turn around or whatnot, and they eat the fruit and all that fun stuff. So, but well, all you're imagine... trying to do is is continue to unlock the the levels and get better pictures. I, I imagine
1: too, it is a it's kind of a more of a kid friendly game too. Like you're not instead of fighting with your Pokemon, you're taking pictures of them a little bit more benign.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're learning that, some life skills. And there's
1: a social aspect too. <clears throat> What's that? Yeah, learn learning life some skills life
2: skills exactly. with like photography. Oh. Because I'm guessing do you like talk about like example? f-stop
0: and like stuff like that or like. Are there actually like photography? Like, oh, all right. No,
2: there's literally only zoom. There's no aperture. There's no f stop. There's no shutter speed. There's no ISO. Yeah, no, none of that stuff. Um, He he was into it for a minute. He's like, oh, all right. It's kind of cool. There's a social aspect to it, too, where you can, you know, doctor up your photos. You can add stickers and highlights and filters and then publish it online for likes and a. Quick dopamine hit but i i couldn't care about that stuff at all so i haven't played with that yet um i'm just having fun playing with the game and you know enjoying the smiles on my daughter while i play so
1: right on nice all right sorry shy i'm gonna snake <laughs> it back to me oh my really god well. wow i know what's wrong with host me? greed i know seriously but it, it's just reviews. too good this will be a quick one. This will be a super quick one. I'm just going to touch on it, but it just ties into good. Cause I also have a Pokemon game on my list. I'm going to talk about the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah. Uh, can you believe that? It so is. yeah, like this is the weirdest thing. So I was looking at memes one day and some dude like posted his, like a picture of his collection of Pokemon games. And like, he had all the, like he had red, yellow, blue, and then, like, all the Game Boy Advance games, like, just all, like, in, a, like, this Pokemon case. And I was looking at it, and one of the games he had for for, Pokemon, for uh, Game Boy Color was the Pokemon Trading Card game. And I was like, they made a Game Boy game out of that? Like, this is the first I've heard of that. And so I was like, well, I have, I have a Game Boy emulator on my phone. But... Um, and so, I guess I'm telling on myself. I, I, I downloaded own it. the game I, anyway. I don't. I so don't. I don't. I may or may it. not own it. Somebody <laughs> I know may that uh, someone in my family maybe owns it. That's why I've never heard of it. Yeah. So, whoops. This telling myself there. Of, but, it's gonna get pulled off of YouTube yeah, now. So I'm in what trouble.
0: About beeping that? out yeah. smiley's words in post production.
1: Be yeah. like, <laughs> 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 he has a what? Plus, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll skip this segment. You know, sean we need to cut this whole part out. That's fine. But anyway, I I want to try it out, and so I'm checking it out on my. It's it's actually pretty cool. It really is a very, for for a Game Boy Color game, it really very faithfully reproduces the 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 Pokemon card game, and it's kind of it's very different from the original, like Red and Blue, like, but not really. Like it doesn't have like the the story where you're traveling from place to place. It's more like there's a map, and you select where you want to go, and there's like all the different clubs are there and so you go in and but then you walk around and you challenge people to card battles and you play the card game you can build your decks and um, I'm somebody, I actually took this out specifically for the podcast I am somebody who actually really got into Pokemon cards when I was in high school like I have a collection of Pokemon cards nice. but I never really had anybody to play with and, like, I never actually, like, I collected the cards from the packs from a collector's standpoint, like you do with, like, Magic. But I never actually bought, like, like a starter deck. So I never had enough energy to actually play the game the right way. But I never really had anyone to play with anyway, so it didn't matter. So this is cool because it kind of scratches the itch for me where I get to actually try out the cards and build the decks like I always wanted to and, like, not actually have to spend money on cards or find real people in the world to play with. Um have you heard Sorry. about the
2: Pokemon trading card game that's going on now and all that stuff? Like the actual card game, no. the one that you just showed everybody? Oh, it's like, it's blowing up in popularity. Really? It is like getting is ridiculously right? huge right now, at least in Southern California.
1: I had no idea. To the point
2: where Target just announced that they are going to move all of them from up front on the shelf or something like that. And you have to request them specifically because... People, people are buying, like, them. bundles at a oh. time and stealing and everything like that. Jeez. They released some Pokemon, um, the trading card game, there were exclusives that you can get in McDonald's Happy Meals, and people were buying 20, 30, 40, 50 Happy Meals at a time. <laughs> so they had to put a limit on Happy Meals being able to be purchased so that they actually have Happy oh Meals. My God. This just happened, like, a month ago,
0: too. This is bringing so me... That's how it was when the game first dude. came out. That like, doesn't sound like it makes yeah. people happy.
2: For it's like... Resurrection of Pokemon trading cards. That is like crazy. fandom, that's insane, dude. Yeah, I remember the yeah.
1: first card I got, I got it on the boardwalk in New Jersey as a prize at one of the booths. Like, I did like the balloon dart game and I popped enough balloons and I got to pick from his collection of Pokemon cards. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, <laughs> that's so crazy. Here, here, man. Two,
2: two days ago, I just typed in Pokemon TCG Walmart, or not even talk, type in Walmart, I just typed in Pokemon trading card game. And the first headline that comes up is just from two days ago, TCG, so trading card game. Walmart restock customers chaos video. Like it's out of control. <laughs> what is going on right now with Pokemon? With Pokemon that trading is card crazy. games. That's crazy. So you might want to look at the value of some of those cards you got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should. I got a lot of freaking foily rare, like the little like holographic ones. Yeah. I've got I've got pick a pretty solid cards. collection.
0: Or
2: pick up yeah, a Yeah. Like- Scarcity is turning some scalpers violent. Like, I don't understand what's going on with dude, this dude, but it I is huge right right now. I might have to go out to
1: eBay. I might be sitting on fortune and I never be, knew it. Yeah, and literally. you know, like, I like these cards, but if I can flip them for a couple thousand bucks, hell yeah, I'm doing it. So yeah, I mean, if you're watching the show and you're interested in some, some old yeah, school a, Pokemon a, trading card yeah. games, you know, early edition stuff, you know, I got, I got a, I got a, I got you a foil Charizard. All right. We
2: legit might get flooded with emails right now. Look how crazy. crazy this is.
0: Um, I have a question for you about the digital game though. Um, yeah. how do you yeah, get cards? Because obviously, in the real life trading card game, you
1: need to buy packs and you need to buy cards. That's it's kind of fun. You get packs from winning battles. Oh, cool. Every time you win a battle, it it gives you a pack, and like you the open the pack, pack and then right. yeah, you get a, like that's what it it kind of recreates cool. the booster pack thing, like. I've been farming, like I still, just like the real game, I don't have enough energy to build the damn decks I want. So I've been fighting this dude who gives you like an energy pack where he'll give you a pack and all you get are 10 different random energy cards. And so I've been like building up my energy to to try to build some better decks.
2: Nice. (laughs) So check this out from the New York Times.
1: (laughs) Target stops
2: selling Pokemon cards, citing safety concerns for the stores. The safety of our guests and our employees are top priority. A spokesperson from uh target said in a statement what is, this happening? is out of control dude i'm telling that you that is
1: so bizarre it's funny that i brought that up like that is <laughs> not funny. yeah that is not uh not related to that like that it was literally i just happened upon it in a meme and it it just it was like oh i didn't know this game existed I, I want you to check it out all right that's i'm sorry for stealing your turn shy go ahead it's wow. just, you're up
0: all right um, it was got, longer than minute.
1: I thought because I didn't know there'd be an entire <laughs> an entire phenomenon right now.
0: Well, I'm not going to go long, and this is more of a this is not really a disc in the drive. This is more of a like potential thing. I don't know what you what we call this, but we we disc in the drive is like a time time sync. We talk about it's, these. It's kind also of things what sometimes. have you been up? To? Yeah, what have yeah. you been up what, to? What have you been doing? So yeah, uh, I've been researching uh, cellos and all things cello. I'm actually. Uh, could, I'm probably going to start play, trying to play cello so uh, that's awesome yeah so, I don't know this is what so,
1: what what co- it, is, it is awesome but what like what why the cello like what inspired you to to pick cello over any other instrument for Yeah example? does your so, church have a cello in a cellist so our yeah okay. my church
0: and my school actually they do we do have a, a cello player who plays nice. like in chapel and at church quite frequently and it's cool so I think that was probably part in my mind Growing up, I always, I've always loved drum and bass. Those are the instruments I've always loved: the bass guitar and the drum. And I think because I love rhythm, no, not I guess, the music. like, I, I, I don't mind drum and bass. This the genre, but yeah, I, yeah, that is interesting. They, there is the genre and there are the instruments. But, um, so I actually bought a bass in college, a bass guitar but I wasn't disciplined at the time to learn any music theory and I had nobody to play with. So I had this instrument for like six months and I tried learning some bass tabs and stuff and I liked it, but it was like, what do I do with this now? Like it just sits here. And then I was into gaming and all this stuff. And so I never put time into it. So I ended up selling it. Um, and drums are just clunky. You don't, uh, like (laughs) how do you practice drums? Like your neighbors are going to hate you. Um, so I mean, drums just never really, never really seemed like an option. And so, I've just been thinking a lot recently. I've got a lot of free time. Um, You know, I normally dump that time into gaming, which I'm not saying is bad, but I'm like, you know, are there ways that I could like, like try to try to like put effort into like learning something that will like, I can continue to learn over years and might have like other positive outlets, you know, like I might be able to use it later or, and you know, I guess there's this celloist I know, but also just like I've always been interested in stringed instruments, but I have no, What? Cellist? Did I say celloist? It is celloist. Did I say celloist? His name's his name's uh, Brad Guidon, you know, or Guidon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna mess every word <laughs> up. All right, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so so yeah, so I've been looking at cello. So I think uh, a couple things. People who are might might have similar interests. Um, one of the first things I looked into was you know is like kind of like how hard is it to learn cello as an adult because like obviously i'm 35 years old i'm not like a 12 year old picking up cello and so you know some of the stuff i've looked up a lot everything i read it's like you know if you want to learn an instrument just start learning it like you'll get benefit from learning an instrument you know uh, there's people were like you know if you, you know, don't have high expectations like you know you're not going to go to carnegie hall which not that i ever want i have no really interest in like playing in like an orchestra or a symphony or anything like that um but that's bull crap, by the way that like you'll never go like to give Carnegie Hall. Like,
2: like four years, five See, years, you could play conference with yeah, other people.
0: Yeah, I I think you could play like in a group. You could probably like do gigs or whatever. You could I'm play, not saying you're going people. to Carnegie, yeah, exactly. Saying, that's like, what they're saying yeah. is like like there's going to be a skill cap who will hit probably. Not, who the hell starts something age. with
2: the intent to go to Carnegie? <clears throat> like no, that's not the purpose. I think there's a lot of parents probably out there. Less prop, than there's a lot 0, of one pa- percent a so people pick up an instrument with the goal to go to carnegie
0: probably not the people themselves i wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of parents who get their children to start playing an instrument in the hopes okay, that they're sure. gonna go they're gonna go far but um
1: just it's the it's same conversation as saying like you go learn to play basketball it's like don't think you're gonna get to the nba yeah yeah all you're right it's like that's, it's just just like that's not helpful right? that's a
0: waste <clears throat> of breath like
1: it's true i, I agree be, i could don't say people up. Don't tear people down. yeah
0: yeah um I don't think it was in a negative light. I don't know. Sorry, I misrepresented this person. Whatever, I'm like, all right. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so there was You're that.
1: You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. All
0: right, one last tip. Um, <laughs> one last thing I found that was cool. Because the other thing that I was thinking about was, obviously, instruments can be expensive, potentially. And if yes. anyone here has ever looked at stringed, like, fine stringed oh instruments, gosh, especially dude. cellos, they are not cheap. Um. I mean, you can get cheap ones. And, like, like I was looking, because I would need to probably get, like, a beginner one. But, like, cellos – like, a lot of cellos, like, mid-range cellos are in the thousands of dollars, not in the hundreds of dollars. Um, cellos can get up in I the tens of thousands, cello. if not hundreds of thousands of dollars at the, at the really high end of cellos. Um, so I'm looking and I'm like, you know, I could probably buy a cheap several $700 cello off Amazon. But, you know, like, the problem with that is, like, it'll function. And I have even read good reviews by people, like, saying, you know, it worked well as a beginner instrument. But, like, you know, I think people will say, you know – The cheaper the instrument, like, the sound is not going to be as good. And even if you're a beginner, like, maybe you can't make really good sound out of your instrument, but, like, obviously you want to have as good of an experience starting out as you can so you're not discouraged immediately. So what I discovered, though, and just as a tip for any viewers who might be interested in cello or other, like, violin, viola, stuff like that, a lot of, like, music stores, and this may even be true for, like, brass instruments and stuff, but a lot of music stores or um, luthiers, which are people who repair fine stringed instruments um we'll do like instrument rental programs like you can rent instruments by the month and a lot of times even accrue your rental costs towards buying the instrument to a certain like threshold yeah and so that's what i'm gonna do i think probably like this i think probably like friday i'm gonna go into lexington and like go to a, a violin store and i called them today and checked about like the details and i think i'm gonna pick up a cello and Start running it and we'll see. So that there'll be something I can regularly update on future discs in the drives. My uh my something progress. Like, yeah.
2: <clears throat> what? dude, we should do uh we should do a talent show. A podcast talent show one day. <laughs> well I was gonna say and Smiley could show himself like selling Pokemon cards, I'll play the guitar, <laughs> you'll play the cello.
1: I, tr- I play an <laughs> instrument. I got a what trumpet. Do you play? I'll what? play very oh, well. Dude, Maybe this could yeah. be a
0: challenge. Van could pick the, oh, the guitar back up. We just
2: no. I have a guitar also. We just started a 50s band.
1: <laughs> Can I get off the fedoras? I... It'll be an interesting one. I don't know. And you don't want to hear me. I'm not very good at the trumpet. I'm still learning. Yeah, so I know Come we're out on. of time. Yeah.
2: And I, we say that all the time and then take a lot of time. I know we're out of time. Um, but yeah, I just picked up a guitar like three years ago. And I regret absolutely yeah. nothing. Like I just wanted to put that other wrinkle in my brain to see if I could still learn something to challenge myself. You know, and, and I absolutely loved it. Um, the other thing is you're absolutely right about the quality of the instrument like I was playing with a with a POS starter guitar, which you know, you just get for like 90 bucks at, at any place you want and um, I learned on that and I played on that for like a good year year and a half and then I picked up my buddies like Gibson Les Paul mm-hmm. and or left Les Paul and Like I was just better on his guitar because I didn't have to push so hard on the on the frets The sound was just better like everything and so it was good that I learned on the other one because I feel like it just made me a better guitarist overall. But like you said, I was struggling more, so that could be discouraging to some people, right? So, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting.
0: If I get good enough, I could be like a meet music for you guys while you're streaming a game like Valheim. I could be well, like You're never going
2: you're never going to be good enough to no. You're never going to be good enough to, you know, open a podcast. <laughs>
1: Van's like, listen,
2: don't, don't tell don't people they can't make it to
1: Carnegie Hall. Don't start learning cello. You can to open make a it podcast. to Carnegie Hall, but there's a lovely level above that that you're not going to reach. The focus That's target podcast for me. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we didn't get to everybody's stuff. Um, did anybody else have anything that they desperately wanted to say or bring up? This is why we do like disc in the drive so frequently because we never get to all the discs in the drive. In one show or even in two shows. So we'll probably do another one at some point in the future. Um, Highly if you, likely. If you, <laughs> at some point in the near future, I should say. Um, <laughs> if you have a disc in your drive or want to ask us questions about the discs that were in ours, uh, we would love to hear from you. We have a Twitter account at Focus Target, a YouTube page, fo- or channel, I guess, on YouTube, uh, Focus Target Podcast, and an email address, Focus Target, focus target Podcast at gmail. Dot com and we are streaming live on Twitch Twitch TV backslash Focus Target Podcast you can catch us about this time every Tuesday is when we when we try to be here we usually start around five forty five no four forty five Mountain Time and um, yeah we would we'd love to you know see you you know usually shy keeps an eye on the chat uh, you know so. You know, can't guarantee we'll see it or answer in, in the middle of the show, kind of depends what kind of show it is. But you still come and join us, and uh, and we'd love to have you. So, thank you. Sorry, somebody's calling my work phone. Maybe it's a caller. Yeah, <laughs> someone's calling <laughs> my work phone. Members. That's a little bit scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so sorry. Maybe sorry they about my that. Uh, that phone doesn't ring very often. Um, uh, anyway, um, this has been episode number eighty-nine. Of the Focus Target Podcast. I am your host, Smiley.
2: This is Shy. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.